0: Hello and welcome to PTC cast episode 50 today. Chris and I talk about the different pillars of fitness and wellness and how it's important to fill each one of these buckets and be sure that you're addressing each aspect and avenue of your fitness to some extent. We also answer a question at the end about having a discrepancy between either side on your body. We've got somebody dealing with a bicep and shoulder that's not quite as developed as the other side and wants Mm -hmm. to know what to do about it. So this episode is brought to you by ProgressThroughChange.com, where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. I would highly ch- recommend you go check it out. It's about 15 seconds to download, and it will really change the way that you look at fat loss, man. I, I'm I'm really confident that if you can adapt these hob this, these hobbits, these habits, <laughs> these <laughs> if you can adapt these habits and do them consistently over time, man, I, I'm I'm very confident you'll be in a position where you are leaner you are healthier and you are in a better position to achieve a body transformation man so check that out it takes you five seconds to get
1: i highly recommend it enjoy the show do i sound good yes do i sound good you sound crispy bro great man
0: 50 episodes what have you learned
1: everything the ins and outs of the universe
0: I haven't learned anything, no. so, so that puts us in two very different spots. You just pour the coffee on the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, and this is it. We're done. <laughs> Dang, but 50 episodes, man. I mean, that's almost a year's worth of weekly episodes. Yeah. I imagine if we hit every single week, we would be at a year. Yeah, yeah. But we've That would be 56, right?
1: Yeah, we haven't missed too many, though. I don't think so, no. So
0: I've, I've been proud of our consistency. Yeah, bro. So, and it's all up to
1: you. I am not the consistent one. We all know that. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, but we 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 make it happen, man. So, yeah. we make it happen. So, today I wanted to talk a little bit about um incorporating different modalities of fitness, different um points of fitness um into your routine, right? So, there's different things when it comes to health and wellness fitness, right? We not, it's not just strength, it's not just aesthetics. It's mobility, it's stamina, it's cardio, it's it's everything within all of that. It's stability. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all these little, yeah, it's all these little like sub brackets that like people don't really talk about as often or aren't as evident or aren't as trained or aren't Mm -hmm. as measured and are maybe looked at as not as important. And, you know, in in certain cases, maybe depending on who you are or what your goal is, but I I definitely feel like, you know, you want to have some sort of experience or points put into something right it's like you're playing an rpg video game and you put all of your points into one thing and then that leaves you super weak or it leaves you super you know slow or you know what i'm saying like it it leaves you with a total blind spot you're gonna have some downfalls yeah so i feel like it's one of those things man where you're like you're only as strong as your weakest link so Mm -hmm. i feel like it's worth you know maybe not diverting a ton of your time to each individual sub-bracket, but at least exploring what those things are and seeing if you're mm-hmm. severely lacking there. So I was kind of wondering, like, what are some things that you do that are not maybe, like, part of a normal, like, gym bro routine?
1: Um, I, I, I'd say the biggest thing is cardiovascular training because, uh, you know, a lot of the people that I train with at Destination they don't do cardio and if they do, you know, it's maybe walking mm-hmm. on the Stairmaster for like 20, 30 minutes, uh, which is cardio, um, yeah. but I like the higher intensity cardio. So I'd say something mm-hmm. different that I do is like, you know, boxing or uh, running or jump rope, um, things like that, that necessarily won't, you know, help me build muscle, Yeah. but you know, it'll help be with my cardiovascular and, and system which is something that like, I want to do.
0: And you're not talking about like low intensity steady state. You're talking about like Oh yeah, no. high intensity, high heart rate, high output
1: like Yeah, yeah. Like I, I really like the uh higher intensity cardio. And I think I told you this, but I'm actually trying to like find some CrossFit gyms mm-hmm. um and get a membership there and I actually probably stop my membership at Destination Dallas and um so you're just trying to flip
0: your training right on it's head. yeah yeah to do something totally i mean different.
1: it's just so much more fun so
0: okay yeah so you're looking for, you're looking for the enjoyment factor
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know looking looking better sure obviously you know doing cardio being at a deficit and mm-hmm. uh, calories that will make my body just look better sure so yeah. and healthier and yeah
0: yeah yeah so long as you can handle it crossfit is yes a big, as long as you, you know, can handle it yeah crossfit is a, biz, a big uh, asterisk for me i'm uh I like to poke fun at it i'm not mm-hmm. a i'm definitely not a hater towards it or anything yeah. like that but um, it's definitely a big asterisk for me depending on who you are and mm-hmm. what your goal is but you know i would say someone like you who's been a well-rounded athlete for a while like i definitely think it might be something worth exploring so i think that'll be a cool uh, a cool thing to to check out and you know it's it's funny that that's the thing you brought up was kind of that like high intensity cardio because that's i would say <laughs> the, the biggest thing I'm missing personally. So outside of like, uh, you know, high rep front squats or like, you know, a a tough set of lunges or like, you know, outside of like a few big sets within my resistance training sessions, Mm -hmm. I would say I'm never really like venturing into those high heart rate zones because the majority of my cardio is just walking Cora pre-training. And I would say that, and I would say that that's, you know, low intensity to moderate intensity max, depending on how, how fast I'm going, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And so usually I'm doing about 20 minutes a day there, but it's funny that that's the one that you brought up because again, outside of that resistance training, that's not really something that I'm exploring. So there's the there's the thing I need to put some points into and and to check out.
1: Yeah, and it's it's crazy like the benefits from it. Like I'll say right off of the bat, one of the biggest things from the higher intensity cardio sessions is the amount of just calmness that I have, you know, all day every day. Like I don't I don't really get uh high strung or anything and I th- and I think it's because you know if you're going 30 to an hour long of you know your heart rate being over 160 like you're gonna be pretty calm and you know I'm 225 pounds and my heart rate is sub 60 beats a minute mm-hmm. so I think that that's like one of the biggest things uh for that I like from the higher intensity cardio is just the calmness throughout yeah, the day
0: kind of the shape it puts your heart in and then yeah yeah you'd always be you know jump into 120 heart rate just to get up a flight of stairs yeah or, like you that know, sucks to get up man and down yeah mm-hmm. no for sure man i mean I've, I've definitely seen it and you know it's funny that once you notice it you start to notice it elsewhere so like yeah. you know you kind of notice people around you like you know get up kind of slow or you know they move a little too quick and then there's mm-hmm. a little huffing and puffing and it's like dang man like that's that's definitely something you want to be training because mm-hmm. if it's just like normal life stuff like again, getting up and down or, you know, moving a bag of dog food or whatever it is, like, you don't want to be winded or tuckered out from stuff like that. So I definitely feel like it's, it's worth like training those things and exploring those areas Mm -hmm. so that you're, uh, you can do those things, you know? So, um, one thing that I would say I do that is not quite, uh, I would say popular enough amongst, uh, gym bros like ourselves is, uh, yoga and some things dedicated to mobility. So, (laughs) Uh, I I am definitely no like expert or uh, master in this field at all, man. In any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form, it is something that um, definitely kicks my butt. And I just do like a, a simple YouTube class, so I'm not even like doing an actual instructor or anything like that. So mm-hmm. some of my stuff could be a little bit whack. But I'm usually just doing anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes. I try to do daily, but I'm still working on building that routine a little bit more. But what yeah. I have found is it. Man, it it incredibly improves your ability to uh resistance train. And that's really like that that's ultimately the biggest seller for me was being able to sink those squats lower, being able to mm. reach deadlifts mm. into deeper positions, being able to, you know, reach presses and rows and pull-ups into these different positions. And, mm. you know, your body can actually get into these different end ranges that you wouldn't be able to otherwise if you're just going through a standard, you know, weight training protocol. Mm. So I, have definitely seen a lot of extra benefits there for just adding a quick, you know, 10 or 20, 20, minutes a day. Usually I'll do it like at the end of the morning walk or something like that. But that's something that I, it, it's really funny, man. Like once in a blue moon, I'll, I'll throw it in for a client and just seeing like the difference it makes in the way that they train is, is pretty significant. So it's definitely something that I think is, uh, it, it goes under people's radars a little bit too often.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I know it definitely goes over my radar. (laughs) Like I'm always—I don't know if I'm always uh, telling you—but you know, my left hip is messed up. uh, Don't really have good range of motion um, anywhere. I probably can't touch my toes with, you know, my (laughs) legs being straight like this right here. I'm not even locked out, and it's already tight. CrossFit, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, from the high intensity training, I haven't gotten injured yet uh, from all these tight muscles and mm-hmm. lack of mobility. Um, but that's the hardest thing for me when it comes to the mobility is just the routine, like just saying that I'm going to do it and then committing to yeah. a consistent routine because you're right. The effects from it are really noticeable. Like I remember when I was a, uh, you know, the, a big power lifter, the 365 pounds, um, when I was at my strongest, I stopped being able to uh, reach depth in my squats. Oh yeah, yeah. And right. one of my friends, Sean, um, was your he's, belly. Your, your belly just gets in the no, way. No, my like hips, hips were, were just too tight. They were just yeah. too tight. Like yeah. I literally couldn't. I I would have, you know, eight hundred pounds on my back, and it would not go That's under. Crazy, yeah, yeah, man. And what he had me do was uh, Bulgarian split squats, but not you know for the sake of uh muscle building but yeah. for the sake of range of motion. Yeah, training those end ranges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, training those in ranges. And I remember after this was like after five sets of five reps or something on each leg. Yeah. I was able to hit depth easily. Yeah. And that was just from warming up with yeah. a mobility exercise. Yeah. Um unfortunately I didn't stick <laughs> with doing any of that. But uh or like I didn't expand on it like yeah. I, i'll still do a bulgarian split squat, split squats before my uh, squat sessions and you know some mobility exercises for other uh lifting movements that i'm trying to train but it's not something that i have a, a big importance on and yeah. the consequences are there you know like
0: well, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's a kind of a perfect segue. You know, I had mentioned doing the yoga, but another thing as well is training those those end ranges significantly within your resistance training, right? So mm-hmm. learning how to contract out of those positions when that muscle is really lengthened and stretched out, I have mm-hmm. I have found makes a significant difference in, in people's ability to execute on other lifts, lifts as well, right? So a lot of the times... I'll have people do lunges or split squats before, <clears throat> before they go squats or deadlifts yeah. or things like that. Right. So that way their hips are a little bit more ready. Their lower back is ready. Their knees, ankles, everything's ready to go through those movements because they've been primed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's funny that you pick split squats cause that's my personal favorite for lower body as well. So if we're going to pick some, some exercises like that, just to give people some examples, we're talking about things like, um, walking lunges, one leg mm-hmm. RDL split squats. Um, if we're talking about upper body, maybe things like pull downs or training like a deep range of motion on like a dumbbell press that actually fits, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's different exercises across the board, but it's really being sure that you're training muscles in a stretched position, not just in like a shortened contracted position. Mm -hmm. So it's being sure that, you know, your quad training is, you know, a, a deep goblet squat with a heel elevation and not just leg extensions or being sure that your bicep training is a, incline dumbbell curl with your elbow behind you and not just like a a preacher curl you know where your biceps is just getting tightened and just getting tightened so it's really important that you train those lengthened stretched out positions for every muscle
1: yeah because that's half of the movement yeah Mm -hmm. like you know you have half of it for the contraction and then the other half uh, I don't know, expansion. Or
0: well, what? so you have your concentric and your eccentric, Concentri- right? Okay, so you have there your you concentric <laughs> on the way up and the eccentric on the way down. But you can train that in different positions. So, for mm-hmm. example, with your bicep, I got a lot of guys like to do just preacher curls, right, with their elbow elevated. Mm-hmm. Well, when you elevate your elbow because your bicep is also what's called a shoulder flexor or it lifts your elbow up as well, Your bicep gets a little bit tighter when that elbow is elevated already. And then when you start flexing it up here like a preacher curl, it gets even tighter. So this is the Mm -hmm. tightest position your bicep can get in is when that elbow is super elevated and flexed. Mm -hmm. If you do some curls with that elbow behind you like an incline dumbbell curl where your chest is puffed up or even just like a standing easy bar curl where that bicep is a little bit more stretched out and then contracting back here, it's a little bit better for that muscle to be able to reach some of those stretch positions. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And those are the ones so where you're going to be doing like 10 pounds. Exactly. Pounds yeah. It's, yeah, it's the ones like that, mm-hmm, especially whatever. if
0: you're doing it controlled and yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the split squats. Cause I think yeah. that's a, th- those, that's a big, uh, modality as well. So we've, we've talked, uh, we've talked high intensity cardio. Mm-hmm. We've talked mobility. Um,
1: And the low-intensity cardio. Yeah, Yeah.
0: low-intensity cardio is a big one as well. I think it's important just for like daily activity. Uh, Mm -hmm. To be honest, in my opinion, if you're not just walking every day, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Just go walk every day, and you got that base hit. Um, If you got a dog, do that, man. If not, for your mental health. Those morning walks. Yeah, I'm telling you, every Mm -hmm. day. But, um, yeah, I would definitely consider that one to be a staple, especially if you're someone who's working on body composition You really want to work on keeping that body fat down, helping your body deal with calories and helping Mm -hmm. your body use energy efficiently. You got to be walking every day, man, at Mm -hmm. least 10 minutes a day. You make that a hard minimum and and you'll be able to notice some change pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I would say, honestly, in my opinion, that kind of covers the baseline there. Uh, If you hate walking, get an elliptical, get a spin bike or something, do 10 Mm -hmm. minutes a day.
1: That's actually what I'm trying to get right now. I'm going to go pick up a elliptical to start doing... You know, like thirty minutes of uh, elliptical riding in the yeah. morning. You used to do that, right?
0: Uh, well, I have a spin bike like in the out garage. in the sun. Yeah, I yeah. So I yeah. have a spin bike in the garage. When I was prepping for my last show, I was doing an hour on the bike every day. So I would roll mm-hmm. the bike out into the sun and oh, go That's for an so hour. Cool. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good time, man, for sure. So I would highly recommend. I'm looking at getting one of those walking treadmills right now. Actually, okay, where it's just like it's just walking like a little treadmill. mini treadmill that it's like pretty light and easy to move around. It doesn't go very fast, but you can just walk on it.
1: Oh so, okay. Yeah.
0: So if I could like put one at my desk or like, you know, I could uh I what could play, I could play PlayStation five disc. while I'm while I'm walking. Yeah. I need a standing desk. You yeah. need a standing desk. That's not a bad idea. But um I stand all day Monday through Thursday at the mm. gym. So I feel like when I'm sitting Friday and Sunday oh. at home, it's not too bad. Oh yeah, that's but, right. Yeah. So that's that's Never how I mind. justify it to myself. <laughs> but yeah, no, a standing desk wouldn't wouldn't be a bad idea, but yeah, so those are um, those are kind of all the immediate ones. I'd say my I'd mind. say
1: that one that pops uh, into my mind that people don't think about a lot is the uh, the core stability training. Yeah, like sure. I bring up beltless squats and the belt the compound movements. Those are a little bit more risky. Sure, um, but I I found that if you can't do them, those are the most effective. The beltless squats, the beltless deadlifts, uh, the planks, body weight mm-hmm. planks. Um, Russian twist, ab rollouts, like any, any time that I've had, you know, bad lower back pain, it's always been because my core was weak at that moment. And then, you know, I just hammer those, um, that uh, that core stability exercises and it just feels so much better. Yeah. If I were
0: to give like a a general shotgun statement to a, a full core stability thing for someone, It would be a spine flexion, a spine extension, and then some sort of spine Mm anti-rotation. So to break that down a little bit, when we say flexion, think like a crunch or like a reverse crunch where you're lifting your hips or even like a leg raise where we're getting a little bit of hip flexor involved. Mm -hmm. So that's like a flex or like a crunch down, right? We have an extension as well. So that could be like a lower back extension. If you know what a Superman is where you're laying on your stomach, arms laid Mm -hmm. out and you're reaching up. Um, there's some different variations like that. You could even make an argument that deadlifts kind of count as an extension. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have like a, a spinal anti-rotation or a, um, a lateral flexion movement. So that could be anything like a side plank where your body wants to bend down to the side, but your core is holding it up tight. Mm -hmm. You could do like a dead bug where you're laying on your back and you're reaching and extending the opposite arm and opposite leg. Mm -hmm. You could do plank shoulder taps something along those lines. So yeah, I I would agree core stability and, and not only core stability, man, but there's, when we talk about stability, we want to talk about it around other joints as well. So we also have shoulder, hip, knee, ankle, right? All of these joints require stability as well. So yeah a really, really one of the best ways, in my opinion, to train stability is just to pause in end ranges Mm -hmm. in in these, um, in these free weighted exercises, right? So whether that's a walking lunge, you know, between each stride, maybe pause for one second at the bottom, pause for one second with the other leg in the air. You know, if you're doing a dumbbell overhead press, pause for one second at the bottom, pause for one second up in the air. Um, there's, there's a lot deeper challenges we can create with stability, of course, but I've always found that that's a very simple way to kind of get yourself a baseline going is learn to really control weights within space.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure that most people don't even have that baseline field. Like I know as of right now, I don't have that baseline field. You know, um, all of my training is kind of weird right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing this and then I'm doing that. And then, you know, there's no, I guess... I don't know if congruency is the right word, but there's no like harmony in it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of just, I'm going in one, having fun yeah. doing what I want to do. And then, yeah,
0: for sure. W- one thing I would say is I, I kind of feel like unless you're someone who's hyper type a, like you're probably not going to ever have a perfect hold on all of these things all at once. Right. Yeah. Like unless you're someone who's just going to focus on their fitness for like 60 hours a week, which is absolutely ridiculous. So <laughs> like, of course it's going to like move in waves. Like, I'm probably always going to be someone who prioritizes resistance training, like mm-hmm. at least until I'm whatever, 40, 45. Right. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I'm probably not going to be someone who's doing an hour of cardio a day unless I'm, you know, prepping for a show and it's a small period of time or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? So p- point being there, like there's always going to be different points and how much you're putting into each one of these buckets. But I do think it's important that each is like explored. You know, I'd be lying if I said, my yoga is always totally consistent or mm-hmm. my Korra walks are always totally consistent. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's, it's kind of always moving, but it's definitely important that you're entertaining some of these subjects. You know,
1: do you have a hierarchy of which one is like, or, you know, what's most important um, um, to fulfill?
0: For me, I think it's just always uh, specificity. Okay. So it's going to depend know, me who I am. I like to train for bodybuilding. So for me, it's going to be resistance training mm-hmm. and then, you know, maybe tied to that is going to be mobility and cardio. You can make an argument for one or the other right after that. And then it's kind of like, you know, stability after that. Cause it, you know what I mean? So you kind of like build your hierarchy from there, but maybe if you're someone who, you know, is, is looking to develop a foundation of stability and mobility, maybe you're somebody who prioritizes those things. Maybe your training looks a little bit more, a little bit different, right? Maybe it's a little bit more athletic oriented. Maybe you're doing more um, free movement exercises. Maybe you're doing some like explosive style training. I use that Mm -hmm. with really big air quotes, but does that kind of make sense as I feel like it just depends on what's the most important to you do that thing first and then kind of prioritize them out from there. So I would always say like spend the most time doing the thing that matters the most to you Mm -hmm. and then work it back from there. So, you know, if you're somebody who has quite a bit of, of fat to lose, maybe you want to put, your cardio at that number one and then your weight training second. Maybe if you're somebody who has, you know, only a little bit of fat to lose and is somewhere kind of in between, maybe you want to put that weight training first and then your cardio second. So Mm -hmm. there's, there's different ways that, you know, you can work all of this, man. But I think that that hierarchy is going to be different depending on who you are and what you're trying to do.
1: Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I I think the exact same thing. I just, I wanted you to break it down, (laughs) baby, break it down. So yeah.
0: So I think that's uh, everything I got there.
1: Uh, I think that's everything that I got there, too, actually. Cool. Okay, <laughs> sweet. Let's answer a question.
0: Help. One bicep and shoulder is smaller than the other. What should I do?
1: One bicep.
0: One bicep and shoulder is smaller than the other. So. November's almost here. Couple, couple, what, do you, what, is, what does that have to do with?
1: It? Not going to say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: all right, man. So, moving on from that. Um, <laughs> we got a couple of, of ways to address that, man. So. Mm-hmm. we had a couple of ways to address that. So number one, I think it's important to know that humans are not symmetrical in any Mm -hmm. way, shape or form. Look at yourself in a mirror. There's something different about you if you draw a line down your middle. So it is totally okay. If you have some sort of dissonance in your tissues, that's normal. I would say more people have a difference than do not. Um, Moving on from there, it kind of depends on the severity of the difference. And I will also say that because we're all biased human beings you're going to think yours personally is terrible. It's probably in the normal range if I had to take a shot in the dark. But, you know, unless it's like hyper glaring, um, one thing I would say you can do is you can kind of address the mobility of the joints surrounding the area. Mm. So you said uh, arm and shoulder. So I'm going to tell you to check out your stability and mobility of your scapula on each side. So what can each side do and what is each side capable of? individually of each other. You know, when you set up on a bench press or even a dumbbell press where you're lying down and relatively stable, it's easy to just kind of brace yourself or twist into a position where, you know, one side might not have to work as hard as the other. One might, you know, not have to stabilize as hard as the other. And so you sort of develop this dissonance over time. And so if you can learn a way to sort of identify those things or pull them out, whether that's like, hey, I'm gonna do a one-arm dumbbell bench press. So I'm gonna lay back here on the bench, I'm gonna push my lower back down into the bench, I'm gonna keep my spine nice and straight, push my feet into the ground and go into a dumbbell press and see if I can do that without falling off the bench or my shoulder exploding. Mm. So there's tons of different exercises and it's impossible for me to say like over a podcast what specifically like this person should do, but I would, if I were you, I would hop on YouTube Look up a scapular scapula stability challenge. See if you notice a difference between either side and then see if you can find a way to improve upon the side that is lacking. Cause I would say one of those sides is missing either stability or mobility Mm -hmm. or maybe something even closer to that side. So if we're talking about the scapula, we could be even maybe looking at the spine. Um, But anyways, point, point here being like, we need to sort of check out what can that thing do independent of the other thing right? And where can we expose it for being weak or behind or lagging? And how do we fill that in? How do we make that stronger? How do we make that more stable? How do we make that more mobile? If you can make it more mobile. So point there being like, figure out what it can honestly do. Check your ego at the door, find some shit that'll really challenge it and build it from there.
1: Yeah. And then be aware of, you know, how it feels too. Like, I've talked a couple of times about my left uh, shoulder or left scapula uh, being messed up. And, you know, I feel this dude's pain. You know, it may not, um, this arm may not look smaller than this arm. But uh, whenever I'm doing like shoulder exercises or chest exercises, my left trap takes over for my shoulders. And yeah, um, I didn't notice that. Until a couple of weeks ago, and so now, whenever I'm doing um, chest training or shoulder training, I have to uh, purposely It'd be like use yeah, be hyper conscious of my left arm, or else you know I'll roll forward and you know I'll be benching like that yep. or doing shoulder raises like that. Yeah, like and one of the uh, the way that I found that out is because I started doing shoulder raises, and this shoulder would get really pumped. And then this trap would get really yeah. pumped, and, then and it's like that doesn't make any sense. There, yeah, yeah. And again,
0: it's important to, to say that like that's relatively normal, man. Like, mm-hmm. without all with, throughout all the training we all go through, and how imperfect we all are, just in that you know, there's so much to know about anatomy and training, and yeah. you know, there's it's just going to happen, you know. So it's important to know that it's normal, and like it's it's definitely you know, it's changeable, man. Like if you address it and you're hyper-focused on it and you don't let it continue, right? If you don't continue to practice those bad habits, those wrong positions, then, you know, it might be something that you can fix or or change over time. Um, one thing I will say is I know some people's immediate reaction is just to double up, right? So they'll be like, well, I'm gonna do double the volume. It's like, (laughs) look, man, dude, more crap is just more crap. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I got to say it. But it's like if it's if it's not doing what you want it to do, doing more of it will not do it for you. So I just can't like I can't drive that point home enough. Like mm-hmm. I, I would not encourage you to start doing more or less on one side or the other, and definitely don't do that dumb shit like loading the bar heavier on one side than the other. <laughs> like, Ooh, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, man, like uh, you know, point there being, uh, it's normal don't stress too bad about it, but definitely check it out and challenge yourself about it. You know, don't, don't be blind to it because yeah. eventually I think it's one of those things that it'll, it'll show its head. You know, if you're somebody who is pounding the the barbell exercises or is pounding, you know, some exercises where you're twisting yourself in opposition or you're finding some way to air quotes cheat even without knowing it, you know, I, I definitely think that eventually something's going to rear its head, whether it's a tendonitis or a bursitis or a pop or a tear, you know, knock on wood. But yeah. Point here being like, don't ignore it, man. If, if, if you notice it now, there's a reason. Let's see if we can address it, but try not to freak out about it because it's relatively normal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool. We can wrap this one up there. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next one.